was saying. I used to have a podcast where I played Dungeons and Dragons with a bunch of my friends. I missed it, so I decided to make a new one. It's called Brian Posehn's Nerd Poker. It's myself, a couple of my buddies, Blank Patch, Dan Telfer, Ken Daly, an occasional guest or two, and we're going to be playing in a new setting, my dining room. Each week you'll hear my wife, my son, my dogs, and we're going to be playing in a place that I love and playing the game that I've loved half my life, Dungeons and Dragons. We've got 5th edition, and we're ready. So are you ready? Here's Brian Posehn's Nerd Poker. Hey, everybody. You're listening to Brian Posehn's Nerd Poker. I'm Brian Posehn. Hey, friends. Hi, I'm a friend. Hi, Brian. Oh, God. <laughs> Ken, Dan, Wayne, thing that dropped. Hi, people. Hi. Uh, by the way, remember to check out fucking Elderwood Academy slash Nerd Poker. Because they gave us cool stuff. I don't know yeah, why really I cool. couldn't form any of those syllables just then. Yeah. But uh, I think, I, think the, uh, I was trying to look up uh, our Patreons on the website while episode I Episode 29 people are listening to, right? Yeah. That's a lot of episodes yeah. in this campaign. Wow. Uh, oh my god, I had one asshole Remember on when we had like, sound uh, issues? Oh, listeners still remember when we yeah, had sound yeah. issues. Yeah, I, I, had, I always have sound issues. I I um I did a Twitter poll where I was like, "How do you think this campaign is going to end?" And um, I I thought I had three fun options for the poll. One yeah. guy replied to the tweet and was like, "Man, it's been fun, but it's got to end somehow. I mean, hurry up! It's gone on long enough." And I was like, this is the shortest campaign Nerd Poker has done still. What are you fucking... Oh, man. What kind what of... You, what is, maybe what he doesn't know what d d is. Piece of shit idiot. <laughs> what? Whoa, Pope's a Nazi. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, but, but yeah, I was like, I was like, what, who plays D&D and is like, I hope this just is over. Jesus. Just wrap it up. I've um, had about enough of these Star Wars... <laughs> Star Wars. Thank uh, you, C. Sean Longstreet. I saw Sean Longstreet. Go, Sean, Sean Longstreet. Go. Thank you, Beer Belly. Thanks, Beer Belly. <laughs> thank you, Beer Belly, for keeping thanks, me warm Brian. Uh, thanks, Sean Trill. Thanks, Sean, Sean Trill. Thanks, Sean. You can't sleep. Thank you, A. Folky. Thanks, F. Folky. O. U. L. K. E. Falky. Thanks, Falky. A. Falky. And you know what? I think Thanks, we may a. have already said this one, but I just, I, it came up again in the <laughs> randomizer, and I just, thank you, Skeletor's dick. Skeletor's <laughs> dick is a bone. If we haven't said that one already, I'm just extra grateful for Skeletor's, Skeletor's dick right now. I don't remember that, and I would really remember Skeletor's right, well, dick. You, know you can see Skeletor's dick. Ladies you and gentlemen. You can see how my pelvis is wider to allow a child to pass through. This episode is brought to you by Skeletor's dick. Loyal subscriber since June. I wonder if Skeletor can suck his own dick. Probably this detaches, right? Yeah. Detachable subscriber since August. Detachable Skeletor. So dick. he knows it's that Skeletor's dick. Wait, what? Uh, hey, man, I'm going to need that back. I went to a party and I lost my Skeletor dick, so I went to. So I lost my Skeletor dick and El Segundo. <laughs> Hey, I, I can't find my Skeletor dick. Can somebody call me? Somebody call me so I can at least, I think I, at least my ringer should be on. <laughs> Look at, find my Skeletor dick on your phone. Uh, what happens in episode 28? <laughs> All right. So Share this one here. <laughs> uh, you guys encountered some obsidian dwarves that rose up out of the ground when yeah, you were trying to head cool. to the oh, city yeah. of Glorendon. The uh, the dwarven city, and uh, you met someone at the gate, uh, Queen Grisma, uh, Queen of Glorandum, surviving <laughs> surviving heir of Glorandon, uh, <coughs> and she's uh, welcoming you down to her shop. And she granddaughter of Baris. Uh, yeah, distant <laughs> descendant of uh, Count 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 Baris. Uh, who, uh, although appears much taller, appears much younger than Grisma, uh, is in fact uh, her elder. And uh, yeah, 
She's walking you down. But the that stairs. hurts. She doesn't think much of him. I haven't heard the last twelve <laughs> things I've said. So, um, yeah, she takes you down, 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 down. Go shopping. Um, you see the the there used to be some sort of common area. There's some torches lit. Um, everything is pretty clean, but very empty. You don't see any of these other dwarves that she was talking about. Uh, you feel like you're At least sort of fastidious. It's kind of like Last Man on Earth, the the pilot episode uh, where uh, Will Forte is just walking around a mansion by himself. Like you just feel like you're kind of in this abandoned city that the queen sort where of has the run of the place. Hmm? Yeah, where, are the, where are the dwarves? I mean, six people or whatever. Uh, she says they're deeper in the depths. Okay. Cool. They don't really come out much. They're all in their three hundreds. So. Mm. Oh wow. They're all quite old. <clears throat> they think they run the place, though, she says. She laughs. Uh, they're all men. Huh. And she thinks uh, little of their, their stupid manly ways. Oh, so everybody's uh, cracks this, a, this cracks a few uh, feminist jokes. Nice. Uh, mocks. She says um, they've formed a sort of council. Uh, she's refused to produce any more offspring, as she thinks it is futile. And she would like to end her line. So uh, wow. they, they all proposed marriage in an effort to continue the dwarf population, and she refused, and they are what's left. And uh, she sort of uh, masterminded the idea they form a sort of Glorandin council to keep themselves busy and imagine they have some sort of power so they will stop trying to marry her. Uh-huh. So uh, one of them is a powerful sorcerer, but the rest of them are... Uh, are any of them psychotherapists? No, but there's a postman... A leather worker, a tailor, a, a gem carver. They're all pretty boring guys in one sorcerer. But most, most of them are, by sheer luck, the surviving dwarves of the city. They, the rest died out uh, well over a century ago. Jeez. Why did they die out? Just because, why? Did you this see the obsidian the... outside? Yeah, what, what caused that, actually? Uh, there was a great battle uh-huh. in, in which most of her people uh, did not survive. Who did they fight? A dragon. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> oh so you burned the ground. Those are tough. Yes. Yes. And cursed it somehow, it seems. Uh, it was an undead dragon. Oh, mm. neat. It was, it was uh, a soldier in the Demolith's army who wanted to flush the dwarves out and succeeded. So she, <coughs> you know, the whole, the whole thing was rather fitting and full of hubris and they were they were lured out by treasure but you came up with that before someone else did undead dragon huh i bet you came up with the undead dragon idea before someone else did oh before game of thrones yeah. oh yeah 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 oh yeah yeah, yeah. Awesome. this was written into the campaign uh well before that season <laughs> in fact uh nice. in fact um she tells you it's still out there somewhere those are problematic. Um, well, Gago says, um, I'll, uh, uh, we actually encountered like a, a, a Drake thing, a skeletal Drake. Remember that shit? Yeah. You mean the, the Italian rapper from Degrassi? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Spike. Um, no, uh, Gago referenced that thing the last time, the first time you went through the mists that you destroyed. Yeah. And uh, Grisma says, oh, it's much bigger than that. That must have been one of its servants, though. You may have just barely missed an encounter with it. Good. It has a whole nest in the mountains. Oh, shit. Um, <clears throat> More stuff to worry about. But yeah, the Demolith wanted to wipe out My hands the, are full uh, already. the dwarven population, and for the most part, he succeeded. Oh God. He lured them all out and massacred them at the steps of Glorandin. So. I think you should get back to fucking and bring back this beautiful city you have. Uh, she laughs and says it's been quite some time since she was able to bear children. But, oh, uh, great. She's I can't bear them in a restaurant, you know what I mean? Long <laughs> since come to peace with the idea of ending her line. Her womb is a rocky place. Where my seeds she says she's in purchase. her uh, her 200s and full uh, of cobwebs and dead mice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one of them might be Stuart Little. Maybe she got they have like a little family and they wear vests and stuff. Uh, see, I just pictured Willard. 
So she leads Fred you to Fred Willard uh, <laughs> slash Ben. I know, same thing. Yeah, she leads you to a hall that you can tell used to be for music. There's a lot of chairs. There's there's sort of a, an acoustically complimentary theater, and you see that the theater pit is full of glittering items. Oh, wow. uh, full of treasure. And um, once you and all the elves kind of stop in your tracks and, and make that very noise, oh, uh, <laughs> she turns on her heel and wheels around and says, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's be clear. This is a shop, and the only reason I let you down here is because I, I think I can take any of you very easily. Yeah, we did it to shop. We know we're shopping. We know we're shopping. So <laughs> that's why I don't permit scruff like those drow in here because yeah, they think this, losers they think this city is a graveyard only uh, sure it's a graveyard but there's still people here that call this city a home and it'll be a city and not a tomb until the last of us die so what is it i can interest you in you know i'd like yeah. one of those vibrating chairs that they have at brookstone <laughs> that would be great i'm kidding Do you have anything that is good to fight vampirism. She strokes her chin and says, um, "Well, uh, you're not uh, you're not here to kill Barris, are you? No, he's still. I, don't I mean, know. he's Barris is going to help us." She laughs again and says, "There's no way <laughs> Barris is leaving this city. The coward." is worthless. If you think he's going to help you, you've severely underestimated how much of a puss this guy is. Whoa. All right, well. Boy, it's going to be a great um, Christmas. <laughs> yeah, he said he said he would. Uh, <laughs> Gago uh, is definitely uh, laughing at, at everything uh, Grisma says, and uh, Grisma says, okay, okay. As long as you're not here to kill him, I, I would still defend him. Uh, pile of trash that he is. So. It seems like you love him. I defend him with, with much regret. Uh, I, part of me wished that he had died in his castle, but he came here, tail between his legs, defeated, weeping, begging for forgiveness. Look, I get it. He's family. <laughs> You love family, don't you? I love family. All my friends, they're family too. Yeah? I don't got friends. What about enemies? I got enemies. I got plenty of those. Yeah. But I like to, sometimes I like to make friends. What about acquaintances? Them. I make friends with them. Acquaintances, I don't really talk to them much. Roll a charisma check. Uh, anyone who wants vampire fighting gear. Six. Six in the morning. The charisma is high. What is it with the bonus? Twelve. Would you roll? What is it? Would you roll with your bonus? I got twelve. Would you roll, Odie? Yeah. Your charisma's got no bonus. Yeah, I don't have shit. Six. So she, she sort of shrugs and says, uh, "Oh, I think you three look powerful enough for vampire hunting. I don't know if any thing in my pit of treasure is treasure." Uh, Treasure as much as what you've got on your backs. Hmm. What about now? <laughs> <laughs> she laughs and waits for you to ask for something else. It looks like she has a lot of stuff in there, yeah. but that she's going to either wait for you to be specific or oh, okay. you don't know if maybe the vampire question put her on her heels a little bit and you, you might want to be keep it a little uh, more simple. But it, it was maybe a touchy subject. Hmm. Well, we could she use any kind, of, any kind of thing that would aid us in battle. Sure. Not even specifically vampires, but any anything you could... Uh, she asks to see them. your weapons and right away looks at yours, Bodhi, and says, I can't compete with this. This looks oh, wow. it's like some sort of holy weapon. Uh, yeah, it is the Herald of Kelmar. Uh, <laughs> 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 or someone pointed out on uh, 
I, I forget if it was Patreon or Facebook. Someone said every time they hear Harold of Kelmar, they think it's the Harold of Kumar. <laughs> uh, I didn't think of that. Man. No, me neither. <laughs> when, I, when I named the dumb thing. I'm going to take it to White Castle. I I'm, there you go. Much. Yeah, she says she's got some sliders if you want some sliders. <laughs> no, um, uh, Twee and... Uh, uh, Twee and Tom, she says, what kind of weapons are you looking for? Powerful. She says, boy, you're being real vague. I have, you know, you your, know what I'd your like? Your dreams seem real weapons. weak. You know what I'd like? I'd like some magic arrows or a magic bow that helps me shoot people from a distance and kill them before they that can get be close great. enough to hurt. Roll a charisma check, please. I would like that, too. You gonna, you gonna buy mine? I just have a proficiency. Of it. I have gloves. What is it? Uh, specifically, you roll a charisma check to me. Oh, my braces. That's what it was. A nine. With what? Bonus. That's my with my bonus. That's with your bonus. Yeah. Um. She says, "Oh well, I I can sell you a magic bow, sure." And she um she shows you a longbow. It's a plus one longbow. So plus one longbow. Really nice. How much? Um. She says, uh, oh, that'll be 100 gold, please. We have 100 gold lying around? Why don't you take a look? Hopefully you've been keeping track. I wouldn't have introduced you to a shop if I hadn't known that you'd picked up things like gold bars and gems. You've definitely got stuff to barter with. I do have some gems. I don't know if I have a lot of gold on me. I can loan you some. Did you keep track of what kind of gem, or shall I just call it a... I had four gems that that I had located during a a treasure sweep. Okay. Any gold? I probably do, but I don't... I I usually would never carry more than ten on me. Uh, She sees you take the four gems out... Um, and, uh, she can tell by the look on your face that you kind of don't know what you got there. And she says, uh, oh, I'll trade you for one of those gems. Sure. That's worth about a hundred gold. Hmm. Or a bunch hmm. of rubes. What are they? Hmm? What, these gems? Yeah, we're getting ripped off. Yeah. You like, <laughs> which one of these gems do you like? You pick. Hmm. Some way to know the real value. <laughs> Can I Shazam these gems? Huh? Can I Shazam these gems? No. Uh, hey, you know what? I'm going to keep looking around a little bit. She says, All right, well, uh, offer stands. She sets it aside and uh, looks to you, Tom, and says, uh, What can I interest you in? I would like a better sword. Okay. Here's my sword now. It is lame. Let me see your sheet. I want to see exactly what you're packing. It's a short sword. You've got standard 1d6 short sword. Great. Roll a charisma check, please. All right. But I award you a 16. Uh, She smiles and says, oh, absolutely. And she brings you a short sword. That is a very long, uh, fine blade, but it's it's got a light handle and it's it's very needle-like. It's kind of like a uh, uh, how do I put this? Like a, a short sword usually has a thinner blade because it's meant for a swift cut. This has got very long, very thin, almost it looks impossibly thin, huh. uh, and it's got a golden serpent on the handle. Mm. She says. Uh, what kind of gold do you uh, think this is worth, young man? Uh, young, young demon. What does that serpent do on the handle? Is it it's part that of the magic effect? in it. I like it. What do you think it's worth? Oh. You tell me. 75? 75 it is? Right. How much gold do you have, uh, Tom? Are you saying? As your dungeon master, I oh, think I'm allowed 94. to know. Yeah, she doesn't know this. You have 94? Great. So she happily hands it over for 75. I have 54, by the way. 54 gold? Yeah. Okay. Still not enough. No. Well, you rolled real low on that charisma check, and she is a dealer. So uh, she looks at you, Bodie, and says, again, I can't outdo that sword, but I'm happy to help anything. Uh, Some sort of range weapon. 
Um, thinking bow, crossbow, something unique. Yeah, something unique. Roll a 20. Damn it. Nope. <laughs> she offers you um, a set of uh, uh, bolos where you can uh, uh. Okay. whip them over your head and throw them. She says, uh, I'd be happy to sell you 10 of these for... Uh, they're real big. I mean, you could probably take down a pretty large thing. I'll sell you 10 of these for 50 gold. Hmm. <laughs> I've never used those before. I don't know. She says they work. I'm not selling you trash. Are they magical? Nothing here is trash. No, they're not uh, magical. Mavis just came in to say hi, everybody. Hi, Mavis. Hi. By the way, if you guys have seen the viral video of a squirrel trying to bury a nut in a dog, that is the kind of dog oh, Mavis right, right. is. And Mavis would let that dog do that. Or oh would let my that God. squirrel do Baronese that. Baronese mountain that. dogs are the fucking nicest animals in the world. Really good temperaments. I know a guy who got arrested for trying to bury a nut in a dog. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> Ken, you had to ruin this wonderful animal lover's moment. Uh, That's exactly listen. what I brought into it. Don't listen. Did you see that movie, A Dog's Penis? <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't listen, man. Nobody saw uh, <laughs> Tell me, Bodie, what do you think? The Queen's made you an offer. I guess I can get more gold later. Sure. Great. So uh, she takes 50 of your gold and gives you 10 of these, these bolo things that you could use to potentially smash somebody from a distance or trip them. Uh, they're going to do 1d4 damage. And have a uh, chance. All dogs go to University of Arizona. A chance to trip if you if you or entangle if you want them to. But it, the the entangle would only last yeah. one turn tops. Yeah, All dogs go to the capital. Gold pieces left. Uh, so ten <clears throat> bolos. Uh, what do I do? I notice anything cool about my sword? Hey, lay down. Checking it out. Yeah, you uh, you get a look at your sword, and as soon as you put it in your hand, uh, Lay down. you feel uh, there's definitely magic in this thing. Oh. Um, it's gonna go ahead and be um, it's a it's a it's a special custom sword that I cooked up for you. So you might want to write this down. Yeah. All right. This is gonna this is gonna work in a real fun way. Right. That I think you're going to enjoy. Because right, you rolled high, my son, and you took a deal. Oh, yeah. So this guy, when you roll your 20 to attack, if you, if you get a success, you're going to roll a four-sided dice. Okay? You get to roll a uh, another four-sided dice for every number on that four-sided dice. Oh. So if you attack. roll a four, you get to roll... That much more. So you can do up to sixteen damage. damage. Nice. Love it. But it's kind of random. Yeah. Um. It also uh, it has a, a chance if you get a critical to cast a spell as it connects. That will be a surprise. Okay. So you want to keep track if you roll a twenty while swinging this thing because. I will say it will do a massive amount of damage if you roll a critical with this thing. So if it sounds like it could potentially go real low, because it could just do like one damage or something, uh, it's because there is a chance to do a massive amount of damage. So thin blade, there's that to keep in mind. It's it's almost more of a dueling weapon. So the roll for damage is a four-sided, but it can turn into 60, basically. You, You... and any given swing, it could do anything from 1d4 to 4d4 damage with a critical chance of a spell being cast out of it. Awesome. That's super cool. Um, she looks to all three of you, but in particular, Twee, who has not made a purchase yet, and says, anything else? Anything else? Do you have anything else, like, not maybe bow-related? Do you have anything, like, magical lying around? 
So I'm just, I don't know what I'm looking for. I'm just Look at that kind of pit over there. Efforts. It's full of magical items, but you got to tell me what you want. I'm not going to tell you everything I have. It's part of how I spell. part know, of how I stay alive down here is not revealing everything. You know, I like to I like to I like to stay quiet. I like to stay quiet. Do you have any shoes I could use? Keep my feet warm and also help me help me sort of get around without drawing a lot of attention to myself. Uh Roll a 20-sided charisma check, won't you? Nine. Not doing very good with this woman. Uh, she says, uh, sure, I mean, I've got some some shoes I'll sell you that'll add some stealth. And you, you take a, a look at what she's offering you, and it looks like you might get like a plus one stealth bonus to it. Yeah. She offers it to you for uh, 80 gold. Hmm. Take another of those gems off your hands. She's got some high prices here. We're, we're well, back, when we're you roll low, prices. she sure yeah, does. Yeah, yeah you know, I'm, she makes I'm... the better you roll, the higher the quality and the lower the price. But Twee's kind of rolling middle ground, so he's going to get some offers for magical stuff, but he's not going to get the. Yeah, I'm not really feeling. She's it. not really impressed with the, the question. Uh, she'll go one more round with uh, you two guys. Oh, uh, uh, do you have any lockpicks? She says, lockpicks? Yeah. You're not going to use them on my door, are you? And she laughs and says... Uh, After he shoved it open? <laughs> she says, sure, sure, I've got lockpicks. No need to barter at all. How many do you want? I'll take like 20. She says she'll sell you 20 for like 10 gold. You got 10 gold laying around. I'll give you five. Do a charisma check. Yeah. She says, sure. All right. So you just got a big fucking pile of lockpicks. Yay. Uh, Bodie, anything? Any, are you sure you don't have any other thing I could maybe fire at somebody? Oh, damn it. Um, <laughs> she says, uh, why don't you get a little more specific this time, buddy? Okay. Uh, Before you roll that dice. Something that I could... Uh, Got a long list of stuff, but I want to know what you want. I want to. I want to get something that suits you. I think a crossbow might be awesome. Oh. Uh, charisma. Well, it's a. 12. You you have no charisma bonus, so it's yeah. a, whatever the dice says 12. is your roll. Twelve. So she uh, brings you out a crossbow, and says, um, "It's got a real good chance to hit this one. Give it to you for uh, fifty gold." Don't have it. I have 44. She says, hmm. Tell you what, I'll let you have it. You've been good. You give me a lot of gold. I like the All gold. Right, then I'm out of gold. So you've got a crossbow. She throws in a, a 10 bolts. Okay. Plus one chance to hit. All right. Let's earn some gold. <laughs> <laughs> I swore one of you had a gold bar. Maybe that was in a bonus episode. Yeah. Um, but uh, Twee, she looks at you, and even though she's given you just as many chances as everyone else, you still haven't bought anything off of her. So she goes, last chance. Hmm. I'm good. Nothing? I'm good. She kind of squints at you and says, all right. Uh, she goes over to the elves. They just stock up on basics. They find the whole experience to be a little uncomfortable. So they just buy some rations. She's got plenty, just old mushrooms dried up from her stores. Yeah, not not pleasant, but but everybody feels like they need some more rations because they could be marching across the continent. Uh, and she says, all right, shall I take you to see the coward? Or oh, do you have... did we get? Do we have enough rations for ourselves? Oh, you've got plenty, yeah. Okay. You're you're really well stocked. <laughs> you've 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 stocked up with the wood elves, and uh, I'm saying that they're not even spending like a ton of gold on it. You guys are, you guys are set unless you lose your your supplies at this point. You've got at least a, a, a couple weeks worth of stuff in your stores. You were in a healthy part of the woods, uh, so there's a lot of food there. But yeah, she says, "Shall I take you to the coward, or do you have any other business in Glorinden?" You have any magnifying glasses? 
<laughs> she says, are you serious? What do you mean magnifying glasses? You like mean a glass of magnification for 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 long seeing or for for close up for close seeing tiny things? Yeah. Uh, she said she kind of closed up shop. Uh, oh, I thought we had two rolls to go. Oh, you no no that was your. Oh, your so if you want to roll a charisma check, you can convince her to reopen the shop. Yeah. Give it a shot. What's your bonus? Six. She raises an eyebrow and says, "Well, let me see what I have. Uh, roll one more time. See see how good her offer is." Oh <laughs> shit! All right. So she uh, says, "Oh, just wait, just wait, just wait." She brings back this little tiny thing that looks like a scarab, a bright metallic scarab with. It's, it's sort of it's uh it's got like a silver metallicness to it, but also like a hues of blue, and um. She hands it to you. You open it by kind of sliding the wings apart. And it's it looks like a magnifying glass. But she says, that'll tell you if something's got magic properties as well as oh, give wow. you a closer look if you like. Love it. That'll be 100 gold. Oh, I don't have 100 gold. I'd be willing to make a trade. All right. What do you like? Oh, treasure. Something I can sell. I've got a short sword I'm not using. It's just a chair, guys. Uh, does yeah. it have any magical properties? No, it's just a good old short sword. Cool. Roll a charisma check, and I'll tell you right now, it's going to be a difficulty 10, so right down the middle. Boom. She says, sold. You smell like a dog, Davis. You rolled high originally, and she brought you a real good item. She wanted She wanted to make the sale. She would. So we, we will consider that a uh, All right, love it. a critical success. And so yeah, that's the uh, the scarab of far seeing. So you can see something's aura. You're not sure how the colors are gonna of the auras are gonna line up magic wise, but you feel like you can play a decoding game over time if you if you want to test it out. So anytime you want to test it out, just say the word and I'll tell you what color aura things have. Okay. Um, and yeah. Uh, what color aura does she have? Huh? Do you take it out and look? Yeah. Um, she herself does not have an aura. Got it. But, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but her armor has a pale green aura. Oh, all right. And, and uh, as does her war hammer that she has strapped to her back right now. So... She says, yeah, do you want to go see the coward? Do you have any other business yes, in Gorn? Yes, go see the coward. So she, so, um... His name is Barris. <laughs> and he's a friend of mine. She says, oh, Barris, if you must. Barris, if you must. So she she walks you um, out of the library uh, orchestra pit area. Hmm? Nothing. <laughs> uh, and you go in, uh, down, down a long, narrow hall into what looks like a wine cellar. It's down a long, narrow hall. Very dark. And um, it's pitch black. And uh, you get, you see there's like some whiskey casks. There's one torch near the bottom of the stairs, but then the cellar kind of expands out into the darkness. And she says, I'm kind of listening to him talk. He's been doing a lot of crying lately, so I'm just going to head up the stairs. I assume if he's your friend, you're not afraid of him. So I'm just going to leave you to it. You just uh, you let Grisma know if you need anything from her, and uh, I'll see you. I'll see you when you're done. She heads up the stairs, and you see. Thank uh, you, Grisma. <laughs> You've been a wonderful host. Uh, you see, uh, far af- after she leaves, far down in the cellar, two very pale red lights light up in the dark. Um, Those are eyes. They're eyes. Uh, yeah, and and you guys uh, do her, think it's not her no, no, not her Barrel in the dark, eyes. and um, you guys realize, oh, you've got dark seeing, but we are not really able to see through this darkness. Huh. Um, the the elves are kind of smushed together in the stairwell, and um, they just oh, I would love that. Thank you. Dangling me a black cherry soda. Goddamn right. Dang. Dr. Brown. Uh, Dr. Brown's good. Dr. Brown. So, um, 
Forenmeyer says he'll... Since 1869. <laughs> nice. <laughs> High five. Hell yeah. 69. Uh, says he'll, he'll speak for the elves and sends the rest of them up to wait with Grisma. Um, so Forenmeyer hangs out with you three and says, um, yeah, it uh, looks like your friend's hiding in some magical darkness. I don't know why he's not talking. Uh, what do you want to do? Hey, Barris. <laughs> We've missed you. Um, the, the 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 glowing red eyes get closer, but you still don't hear anything. And... Is there a filter we could use to like get rid of the red eye? <laughs> I'm gonna look through the magnifying glass. Hmm. I'm gonna look through the magnifying glass. So you open up the scarab and look through the magnifying glass, and sure enough, you see uh, a dark red form in the shadows. You can't make out what it is. It's only a silhouette. Is it humanoid? Is it? It's humanoid, and it's tiny. It's it's about Bodhi's height. Mm. It's real tall. Huh. Is that how tall he was? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Yeah, he oh, was he's a fake form. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was a he was a magically heightened dwarf. He basically looked like a Goliath. All right, let's go. Over it's to us, Barris. Uh, he inches a little closer. Don't be shy. Um, and he says, what do you want with me? Have you forgotten us? You no. sent us on a mission. Did you succeed? Kinda, so yeah. far. I see you have an elf with you. Yes. What do you want from me? Why are we whispering? Yeah, we have to, you have to come with us to, to finish this. He backs into the shadows as if afraid. What happened to you? He doesn't answer. You're not acting like you used to. <laughs> Did your... Last time you saw him, he was in gleaming armor. Yeah. Yeah, he's lost some confidence. What happened? Did, <laughs> did your, uh, his, what are they, brothers, cousins, the other vampires? Uh, you hear, weak. You're weak? So weak. Well, can we heal Blood. you? What do you need? Blood. Hungry. Yeah. Hmm. Oh. Uh, ah, uh, shit. Let's take up a collection. Of our blood? <laughs> yeah. He's not going to drink it directly from okay, our bodies. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. We're going to fill a skin with some of our blood. And then do you have any alcohol? Hmm. No. I want to get lightheaded and get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's, what is there, four of us now? So. This is a fort. fort. Gago's fluttering around and says, um, Hey, um, I'm not used to being the smartest one in the group. Yeah. But I really feel like you guys are dumbasses right now. You know there's a dead drow, like, not that far away, right? Oh, yeah. I was, I like, I like giving of myself to my friends. But all right. We'll go get the drow. We'll be right back. Not the show. He, the guys. The eyes back up and disappear. All right, okay. we're bringing you something. Uh, you head up. Gri- Grisma laughs uh, and says, "Oh, you're taking away my scarecrow. You know that's that was gonna keep the drow away for quite some time." You have two left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, no, they got pulled down under the rock. Oh, so, right. uh, but uh, she doesn't really care. She's actually actually tells you as you drag the corpse. Inside Glorandon, that uh, she trades with the drow sometimes, just the ones that are nicer dressed. Okay. She doesn't like the scruffy looking ones. Yeah. Well, I hope this will help Check you out. Oh, little Barris, you poor little yeah. weak little she guy. She says she uh, trades with drow and high elves. Sometimes the high elves actually make it all the way to her. So. Um, you drag this corpse down into the cellar, and uh, what do you just toss it in the. Slide it over to him. Um, you see. A, a tall hooded figure approach the edge of the darkness. Um, it looks like it's just wearing rags. It's got very long, gaunt looking fingers. Don't like what yeah. um, it, it grabs the body Don't and like it. drags it into the shadows, and you hear some very horrible crunching noises mm-hmm. and slobbering noises and squishing it. Uh, oh, I'm actually pretty good at doing horrible noises, so. Okay, um, yeah. 
uh, ASMR fans, make sure to turn up the volume on your iPhones and car stereos <laughs> right now. Um, <laughs> So, uh, Jesus. Uh, I thought I sounded bad. After, I'll be outside. You did. <laughs> after a solid two minutes of that, you hear a, and, um, yeah. <laughs> and then we just hear uh, the Guy Fieri music play. <laughs> the hood lifts up, and you see two fiery red eyes where there were very dim ones. Thank um, you, guys. I feel much better now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Count Amalegda. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry, right, got my counts mixed up. Barris uh, stands upright. He walks out of the shadows. He takes his hood off. He still doesn't look like he's in great shape. He says, uh, Thank you. That was delicious. Thanks. I think her name was Arby. Um, he says, I suffered a great defeat at my beefs. castle. You got beefs? Arby's. Oh. Bow, bow, bow. I just had a <laughs> real nice roast drow there. Thank you. Uh, you want me to come with you? Is that what's happening? Yes. I was willing to come with you before, but you should know I, my army is gone. I only have hidden helpers now. They're, they're the fuck happened? no better than messengers. Yeah, but you're powerful, so come with us. Uh, I'd be happy to try, but you'll have only me. Uh, perhaps one of my assistants, if we can find them. I don't know if we'll be so lucky, but... Um, he tells you, uh, you Count Zellor, Count Diandel, and Count Fenzen all met at his castle. It took them mere moments to figure out something was askew and that they were being lied to because of their blood uh, and... They immediately laid waste to the castle. His soldiers were unprepared for the three versus one scenario. And uh, did they have fun storming the castle? They sure did. And uh, it is now smote upon the mountain. Uh, there's that not sucks. really much left. Um, and so, yeah, he says he he'll he'll join you, but you're really only adding one soldier to your ranks. You're, you got some good uh, intel, though. We could use it. He says, very well, I'll see if my uh, great-great-granddaughter might loan me some nicer clothes. I'm wearing uh, what you might call potato sacks at the moment. <laughs> you say uh, this uh, potato sack? She's got some nice uh, stuff in the store downstairs. Uh, yeah, he tells you when he showed up, he was he was basically just wearing, like, you know, scraps of, of broken armor, and he, he was near death, and... Uh, so she took real good care of you. She basically threw him in the cellar, yeah. and was and and told him he was welcome to stay as long as he wanted, as long as he never His bothered her. Are so she's not nice. Is your is your she's daughter? Nice. Is she? You got a real lawful good vibe from her. Um, and uh, if she clashed with you, perhaps it was you were a little on the chaotic side, uh, not because she's evil. Uh, and uh, Count Barris has got a real lawful evil vibe, so. You can see why maybe he doesn't get along with his relative very well. Okay. So, um, yeah, he uh, he goes upstairs, and um, Grisma uh, is going to actually do a charisma check. Grisma, charisma. Uh, she doesn't panic, but she's horrified. She has not seen Count Barris. In any form other than a, a, a scrawny ghoul, basically. So now that there is this eight-foot-tall warrior in front of her uh, that she knows somewhere inside is a dwarf, uh, she, she grimaces and braces herself as if she could be attacked when you come up from the cellar stairway. Good. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Barris kind of, even though he's very tall and very muscular, kind of looks at you guys and says, So, uh, some talk about maybe hooking me up with some armor or weapons or... Yeah, well, let's talk to your uh, descendant. Yeah, your granddaughter seems to have a, uh, a nice stockpile here. She says, 
I've got some protect from the undead items if you gentlemen are interested. Sounds good. Not sure he could use it without catching on fire. But, oh, no, no, uh, he could not use it. Oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> He's a vampire. She makes it pretty clear you guys would have to roll a really high charisma check to do any more trading with her. So uh, if anyone wants to make a 20 difficulty, I will try. Give it a shot. She's not dealing with you, Tom. But that's nine. Plus that. <laughs> 19. Oh. What's your bonus? That's with my bonus. Oh, God damn it. So close. See if you can roll a nat 20. Not nope. 20. Uh, Meyer is going to give it a shot because he didn't really buy much, but he sees the, the giant naked-ish vampire and kind of goes, oh. Nope. Um, and uh, Forenmeyer then turns to Gago and goes, Look, you little maggot. Do something. You're useless. And Gago goes, All right. Uh, hey, lady. Come on. She shakes her head. Says, I'm not selling anything to you for that monster. But it's for the greater good. Uh, she says, um, I'll tell you what, there's an old barracks deeper into the city. I can't make any promises. There might be something there that'll fit this idiot. <laughs> but uh, you're welcome to go scavenging if you want. Yeah, let's go try. So um, you guys uh, head head back out of the the area uh, by the top of the cellar back into the main hall. Uh, all the elves are kind of hanging out there. Grisma gives you directions if you to head deeper into the city. There's a pretty obvious main street that goes through this, this place. Everything's clean, but abandoned. You, you head down some stairs, you realize you have no idea where those other elderly dwarves are. We'll find them, hopefully. Um, but you, you only have to travel for a few minutes before you, you hit the barracks. Uh, why, why don't you guys do an investigation check? So check out your investigate. I've got your investigation modifiers. Um, Tom, you have a plus four. Bodhi, you have a plus zero. Uh, Twee, you have a plus three. So just tell me what your numbers are, and I'll tell you what you. All three of you will find something. Fourteen. Okay. Uh, with without the modifiers, so seventeen. Oh, excellent. I got a seventeen. You too. Great. 12. Beautiful. Okay. So you find some decent boots, Tom, uh, that'll fit this Hulk. Barris? This Hulk. My Fred Barris. Yeah. Um, armored boots. My butt. Uh, Blaine, you find a, a, a really, really, really uh, big sword. It doesn't look special, but it looks like something that a, a really stout dwarf would have to wield, and Barris picks it up. It looks kind of like a butter knife in his hand, but... Uh, He's like, this'll do. And uh, Bodhi, you find a real nice chest plate that he can throw on. Uh, none of it's too special, but he's no longer vulnerable. He no longer looks like uh, a pauper wizard. He looks like a proper warrior. So, yeah, like Thank God we've chicken. armed and armored this vampire. <laughs> Good job, guys. <laughs> will not come back to bite us in the ass and leave fang print. So shall we fast forward a little bit? Yeah. So you guys want to go see before you assault the demolith or maybe i don't know if you want to do any more recruiting but you definitely want to try and meet up with lekas in the lunar elf forest right you got yeah. you got the message that he had made peace with them yes and you might be able to increase your numbers a little bit so you guys head west across the waste and um it's a little difficult uh because the way you came means passing count barris's castle so it's it's pretty rocky, but you guys don't really have any trouble. There's some mountain paths you can follow. You're you're not like walking at a ninety degree angle on the mountains. So all the elves make it. Yeah, you're kind of going through uh, this pass. Oh, so I see. It's it's not too bad, but you got to exit this way. Okay. So you pass the castle, and sure enough, it looks like 
somebody um, took an ice cream cone, turned it upside down, punched it, and set it on fire. That's what's left of Count Barris's castle. It looks seriously fucked up. Like, like it got sieged like a motherfucker. And and um, you realize, oh, like yeah, you, there are two other vampires out there, and you have no idea what kind of troops they have. Um, Fornmeyer reminds you, Count Zellor was only half defeated. You defeated the, his warrior half, but there's still a mind flayer brain in his castle. And possibly siblings, so there could still be headless mind flayers floating around, Great. looking for you, as well as other members of his army. Uh, you technically have not just met the mind flayers with no heads, but also a giant ogre that was armored and wielding a huge stone club. So yeah. there could be all sorts of monstrosities in the hills and forests looking for you. Uh, and he brings this up because the castle looks like some very large creatures were crushing it. There's no way that <clears throat> only humanoids could knock a castle down the way this was. It was a pretty big castle. Count Barris used to be the fanciest of the vampires, the most dandy. And uh, that very, very tall tower that you once found all that astronomy equipment in, mm-hmm. is 20 stories disappeared, just smushed. So... Um, Oh yeah, Count Barris is averting his eyes. He's not. He's trying not to look at it, and uh, <laughs> he's keeping his eyes on the road and no comment. Uh, Forenmeyer is telling you all of this, and he's not responding. Um, they really fucked up your place, huh? <laughs> uh, Count Barris looks at you. Brian laughed, not Bodie. Yeah, wordlessly, uh, Tom. And says, Back off, uh, Warchild. Says Seriously. nothing. Just kind of stares a little hard. Sees if you'll break eye contact first. Seriously. War <laughs> child. Uh, but because you're saying it in Vin Diesel's voice, he, he kind of... I'm just stating what I saw. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, everybody, really quick, do a perception check, would you please? Uh, Twee, you've got a plus five. With, uh, uh, with a five, a nine, zero. I rolled an ampersand. You got a plus nine, Tom. I just got a ten. Oh, so you rolled a fucking a, ampersand? Yeah. Oh. Perceive the shit out of whatever we're perceiving. Oh, this is real fun, what's about to happen. <laughs> oh, buddy. Okay, so that worked out so perfectly. Nice. As you're marching through the, the mountain pass, uh, you notice something interesting. Count Barris... Decides he didn't like your comment, Tom, and he's gonna ride his uh, his his spare steed from uh, the dead elf that was coming along with you uh, in front of you. Um, he's gonna pull a little power move, and as he does it, <clears throat> you uh, you you notice a little something on the chest plate that he's wearing on the back. There's there's some kind of insignia very deliberately uh, welded into the metal. Uh, and it looks like this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not his. He got it from the barracks of right. the city that he was born in. Uh, guys? Yeah. <laughs> Might have to go back and find out where that armor came from. <laughs> but why? Uh, would you would you please make sure you say this in Tom's voice? I think this is very important. It's kind of important. What? Important to be. Uh, is it those, buddies? Well, no. But uh, it's the mark of the assassin. Who had the mark of the assassin? <laughs> they killed her. Oh. It's on his armor. And uh That's who killed Natty? Yeah. Or Letty or Netty. Letty Netty. Netty Letty. Netty Letty, Netty Letty. Oh, that person that was important to you. Yes. <laughs> oh. Lady. Oh, this is probably very my affecting lady. you very deeply. Yes, I'm kind of upset about it. Everyone's still marching. Uh, Count Barris isn't overhearing this yet. Okay. So and just to kind of bring this 
because I feel like Tom would know this. Yeah. This armor, um, when you found it, all three of you looked like it was a part of originally the army that guarded the city. The dwarf city. Mm-hmm. You think this might be some sort of sigil for the city of Glorin- Glorindon? So the answers to the question of who did this to your friend are in the city. Or what a clue! Or, or the, whoever the soldiers were that were guarding the city. Or the one specific guy in the armor, whoever ran the city, whoever the royal family of the city was. Uh, but it's so is it? She weighs less. It's not than a mark. A it's an actual sigil put on the armor. When you saw the mark, you knew it was from the assassin to be a sort of message. Right. But on the armor, it's like a deliberate part of the armor. It looks like an official like yeah. house sigil. And this is from the dwarf city? Mm-hmm. Does uh, Barris know anything about this armor, this mark? Do you want to ask him? Yeah. Hey, uh, Barris, what do, what do you know about hmm? that? What, what do you know about that mark? That that mark? Oh, that's the uh, that's the royal mark. That's the Grey Crag sigil. My family is Grey Crag. Uh-huh. Uh, who's left it? Your family? Just you? Just myself and my great-great-granddaughter, Grisma. Oh, no. Oh, her. I ruled before she did. I abandoned my city. Yeah, work on this. So, uh, you run through your head what that means exactly. Uh, Well, but is there... Count Barris was the ruler of that city... About six, seven hundred years ago. Okay. Grisma is about 200 some years old. Uh-huh. Has been the only of her line for at least a hundred years. Yeah. And you don't know what year you arrived because of the way time slips when you approach Amina. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> well, I do know it's one of those two, though. Yeah. Uh, or maybe think. someone in between. You're not sure. Is there, was there someone in between? How you want to ask Count Barris? <clears throat> was there someone in between? What do you mean? You and uh, Auntie Griselda. From when I <laughs> ruled the city to when she did? Yeah. Oh, perhaps I stopped paying attention to their nonsense after I abandoned them. I did send the dragon to destroy their city, I don't mind saying. It was a necessary thing. That's interesting. He sent a dragon to destroy his... Well, I had to gut the population. It was an order from the Demolith. Count Fenzen told me we, you know... I was the only native to Amina. I had to, I had to break my connection to the mortal land. <coughs> well, I think we he can... still has no idea your backstory. No, no, I know. I don't want him to know it. Um, oh, I won't. Then I won't say anything. No, don't about tell me. <laughs> Let's just keep going and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. It's probably about that time. It sure yeah. is about that time. I would, I would think that there would be a good time for some sad Bruce Banner music to come up <laughs> as you're sort of walking and thinking and thinking and walking and walking and walking and thinking and thinking. You approach the edge of the, the, the mountains and you, you, you even find the clearing where you had a standoff with the Lunar Elves and you see uh, you know, the, the, the blackened remains of, of a forest that Twee set on fire a <laughs> few days ago. Good times. <laughs> Um, uh, as you approach the woods, you notice, um, 
not very shy at all. There's a bunch of uh, fairies that look a lot like Gago fluttering around. Are they wearing boots? No. Are they dancing with a dwarf? <coughs> no. Just okay. Uh, maybe Brian would jump in on that one. Oh, is that is that a reference? Yeah, it's a l- l- reference from a little band called Shanana. Oh. Well, for fuck's sake, I apologize to all you Shanana fans. No, I'm thinking it's no, it's from Black Sabbath. Uh, the the fairies are all giggling. <laughs> at, fairies do wear boots. They're all high fiving. Uh, Gago goes and says hi to a few of them. Uh, he's like, "That's my clan, yo." Oh yeah. That's all we need. So don't worry, they're cool. They're cool. I mean, they're oh, not. Are they cool like you? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, they're not gonna like help us or nothing, but they're not gonna attack you. I mean, they they love to attack people, so I mean, we're cool. Yes, that's good. Uh, and yeah, we'll end this adventure with you traveling deeper into the wood in search of the lunar elves. Episode that you... thirty next. Oh, episode thirty will be a a real wham dango. Yep. <laughs> we're gonna watch the odometer turn over. Right. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Check out BrianPassane.com and uh, where can uh, people look up what you're uh, up to, Dan? Uh, keep an eye on my social media feed. I probably have announced it at this point already. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Nerd Poker. You can follow us at patreon.com slash nerdpoker, and you get bonus episodes from there. And you can also uh, send us anything at P.O. Box 16069, Encino, California, 91416. Thanks for listening. <laughs>